Hi there and welcome to Abroad with Care, the 10-minute podcast that makes health easy for expats in Asia. My name is Andrea and every day I help expats make the most of their life abroad. With this podcast, you will finally get the practical answers you need on budgets, hospitals, maternity and many more topics. Twice a month, leading experts will share advice and tips to help you protect yourself and your family. This podcast is created in partnership with April International, a leading insurance services group supporting expats when it matters. For expats, understanding what vaccinations you and your children need can feel overwhelming. Each country has a unique immunisation schedule. So what are the requirements in Singapore and Hong Kong? Which vaccines are mandatory for your kids? And how much does it cost? Today, Meli Noel, General Practitioner in Singapore, shares with us everything you need to know regarding vaccinations in both Singapore and Hong Kong. You will not only find out what is required, but also what is recommended. She also talks to us a bit more about the local vaccination strategy against COVID-19. But first, let's listen to Catherine's story. Catherine is from Canada and moved to Singapore seven years ago. As a mum of two boys, she has experienced the vaccination program in Singapore. I started to think about vaccination after the birth of my first son. I think that in Singapore, you have some mandatory vaccinations at birth. And I believe that if you are actually a foreigner, you're able to refuse giving them right away. Uh, so my son was actually born two weeks premature and he was quite small. So he, when he was born, he was weighing only 2.6 kg. Um, so we actually took the decision for, to delay his uh, vaccinations at birth. I just felt like he was just so tiny. <laughs> I was able to catch up to the schedule when he was a bit bigger at months, you know, three, four, five and six. I think the information is quite publicly available. There is a very standard schedule in Singapore. What's great as well, so I'm very fortunate, my pediatrician is also Canadian. So she was able to compare, um, you know, what is the Singapore vaccination schedule with the Canadian vaccination schedule and explain, you know, what were the differences. And what I realized actually is that they're very, it's very similar um, to what we have back, back home. So that made me feel quite comfortable. Another thing is, so the Singapore vaccination schedule is for babies is over 18 month period. Um, and essentially most daycares start at 18 months in Singapore. And essentially when you send your kids to school, they also require that you show the vaccination certificate um, so just to put your child in school, you need to make sure that you have completed all of the mandated um, vaccines by the Singapore government. Hi, Mele. Hi, Andrea. Just like you, Catherine is from Canada. We understand that the vaccination schedule in Singapore is similar to that of your home country. So to begin with, I think it'd be quite important to understand the vaccination culture in Asia. How are vaccinations perceived, particularly in Hong Kong and Singapore? And how is like the immunization schedule built? All right. So that's a great question. First of all, let me start off by, say, by saying thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Andrea. And uh, vaccination is a topic that's really close to my heart. So I'm, I'm uh, very flattered to be, to be here with you today. Um, so if we get right into it, uh, so the, the vaccination culture, uh, I'll start with, with Singapore. 
so I would say over here, the, the local population, so the, the citizens and the PRs, they really believe that kind of the healthcare system is, is of high quality and that the scientific and the medical leaders and community kind of know what they're doing and have their best uh, interests at heart. It's less of a, a patient-doctor partnership here, I would say, for the, the local population. It's more, you know, you go to the expert and you kind of follow their, uh, their, uh, their sound medical advice. The, the vaccination schedule in Singapore is very vaccine heavy in the first two years of the, of a, a child's life. Uh, it's to ensure that people are immunized early and to really minimize the, the spread of, um, infantile, uh, diseases because it's such a small and compact country that, that could have kind of catastrophic, uh, effects. The schedule plans for kids to have received uh, their primary series of, of vaccinations by age 11, roughly, which is actually quite similar to most immunization schedules in the world. So if you take, you know, most of the European schedules, North American, Australian, uh, New Zealand, I would say most kids around the age of uh, 11 and 12 will have completed their, their primary series. Yeah. Is it similar in Hong Kong too? In Hong Kong, I mean, the vaccination culture is is very similar to Singapore. Most people tend to to trust that the medical system has their best interests at heart and that they've done all the the research necessary to be able to build uh, a sound schedule. Interesting. I mean, we've met, spoken a little bit about, about the um, immunization schedule, but what about mandatory vaccinations? So what what are they? And are there any additional vaccinations that you would recommend expats take to keep safe in Asia? Great question. So in Hong Kong, the good news, I would say, for people who are a little bit more uh, vaccine hesitant uh, and want to discuss more the, the vaccinations, there are no mandatory vaccines for expats uh, in Hong Kong. That being said, uh, for expats moving to Singapore, uh, there are two mandatory vaccines uh, in Singapore. Uh, since 2019, the Ministry of Health has made those two immunizations mandatory for Anybody uh, who wants to obtain a work pass or uh, employment pass, work visa, any time of long, any type of long-term um, visitor passes, and these are uh, diphtheria and measles. If people don't have those vaccinations, if they're kind of above the age um, when the primary series would be uh, would be completed. The Ministry of Health will not issue, so the Ministry of Manpower will not issue the work permit until these are completed, or at least uh, that the catch-up is started in their, their country of origin. Okay, that's for the mandatory vaccines. But um, let's discuss the following scenario. Now that the world is reopening again, what vaccines would you recommend to expats if they were able to travel around Asia again soon? Of course, right now, international travel has kind of been on hold for the past 18 months. But when people can actually travel around Southeast Asia, we recommend uh, two travel vaccines, hepatitis A and typhoid fever. They're not present uh, per se in Hong Kong or Singapore, but they would be present in, uh, let's say, if you go to Thailand or Bali or, you know, Cambodia or Vietnam, they're two illnesses that get transmitted by uh, contaminated food and water. Uh, so they're quite easy to uh, to catch. So those would be recommended. As well, I think you've mentioned previously as well, children and vaccinations. So vaccinations can be often a complex topic, particularly for parents. Could you provide a bit of an overview on any mandatory vaccinations for babies and children? 
For uh, Singapore, as I was saying before, uh, there are no uh, mandatory vaccines. However, for uh, babies who would be born in Hong Kong at birth, they would be offered the tuberculosis vaccine and the hepatitis B vaccine. Uh, it, it would be the same for, for babies born in Singapore, whether those babies are expat babies or whether they are PRs or, or citizens. And that's because the, the risks of uh, contracting tuberculosis and hepatitis B might be higher in you know Hong Kong and Singapore than it would be in in that child's home country. They are not mandatory. That's something that you know doctors are happy to discuss with uh, concerned or uh, or hesitant uh, parents. And even if they're not bo- done at birth or in the twenty four hours after birth, that's all, that can always be caught up later. And what vaccines would you recommend for expat babies to be able to travel safely back to their home country, for example? I would say, I mean, we're, we're very fortunate living in, in Hong Kong and Singapore in the fact that we have pretty much all of the vaccines available um, and that the, the schedules here are often very similar to um, most of our home countries. So Europe, North America, uh, even South Africa and uh, Australia, New Zealand. I would say the main vaccine that uh, we usually tend to recommend for for babies or children traveling back to their home country for, uh, let's say, Christmas or the summer holidays, um, would be the what we call the meningococcal vaccine. Uh, the meningococcal vaccine protects against a disease called meningitis. So, meningitis is kind of inflammation of the lining of the brain. So it can be quite serious. It it it, it is not a concern in Southeast Asia. That being said, most travel clinics will carry. Uh, that type of vaccine. And we, we do recommend that babies and kids take that, even if it's just for a short stay of a, of a few weeks or, or a couple of months in, in their home countries. Let's move now into a bit more of a current topic. When it comes to vaccines and the pandemic, what are Hong Kong and Singapore's strategies to deploy the COVID vaccination? In Singapore, I mean, Singapore tends to be a very risk adverse country. When the cases started going up by Singapore standards, they they were very quick to purchase vaccines to acquire uh, vaccines as fast as fast as fast as possible. I was looking at the numbers today. I think eighty one percent of the general population has been vaccinated, and that's counting that you know that's taking into account that nine percent of the population are kids under the age of twelve who are not eligible to get vaccinated yet. So they've done a great job of promoting the vaccine. The two recognized vaccines are the mRNA vaccine, so Pfizer uh, and Moderna. Although Sinovac and Sinopharm, who are the two uh, vaccines made in China, are also approved in Singapore, because at the moment, China only approves Sinovac and uh, Sinopharm. And if people from Singapore, so citizens or PRs who have family in China, if they want to go and travel to see their family, they have to be immunized with Sinovac or or Sinopharm. So they are also available. Um, They've also made it mandatory for some sectors. So people working in uh, healthcare, people who are drivers, food and beverage outlet workers, they either have to be vaccinated or they have to self-pay for uh, twice weekly testing. Also, the vaccinated people are now able to enjoy a bit more freedom uh, so they can dine in at restaurants, which unvaccinated people uh, still cannot do. They can uh, gather in larger uh, social groups. Uh, There's sometimes shorter quarantines when coming back from abroad or even 
quarantining at home rather than in uh, hotels or dedicated facilities. So they've, they've kind of uh, made it so people will want to go and get vaccinated. Okay, so does Hong Kong follow the same strategy then? Um, in Hong Kong, it's a little bit of a different story. Last I checked was a few days ago, and about 45% of the population was fully vaccinated. It's not going at, as quickly. The elderly in Hong Kong is a lot more reticent to take uh, the vaccine. And so far, the government hasn't been able to increase the uptake. Uh, however, for people who want to get vaccinated, it's also free and widely available. Uh, in Hong Kong, they've actually made it mandatory for some sectors. So healthcare workers, public servants, uh, teachers, um, you know, have to get it or again, pay for testing. But that gets quite, um, quite onerous at some point. Um, yeah, so they're, they're ramping up their efforts uh, over in Hong Kong as well. Mm, interesting. I mean, you've mentioned paying. I think that's quite an important topic that can go through many people's minds. So how much does it cost? So let's start with Hong Kong on this one because it, it, it really passes, you know, with, with flying colors. Um, childhood immunizations are free for any uh, child or children under the age of five uh, if uh, parents bring them to maternal and child uh, health centers. So that's wonderful. So whether you're a citizen or a PR or an expat, you know, child under the age of five living in Hong Kong, you can get your kind of basic uh, childhood immunization schedules all, all for free uh, at those clinics. Other vaccines that are not part of the schedule, they're affordable, they're widely available at private clinics. Um, so even, you know, as we were talking about the meningococcal vaccine, it, it is available in Hong Kong. You might just have to uh, research a bit kind of which private clinic has it, but it, it is still quite affordable. In Singapore, however, there's no free vaccines for expat kids. It's more affordable if parents bring their children at hospitals or the, the public hospitals or uh, what we call polyclinics, which are pretty much uh, uh, public uh, walking clinics. However, uh, the doctors there or pediatrician might not be as flexible with the uh, immunization schedule. So if parents really wish to follow uh, their home country's schedule in terms of timing of doses, then a private clinic might uh, might do them um, a better service, might, might provide a better service for them. And some vaccines are only available at private clinics. So again, a lot of insurance companies would take, uh, would, would cover all of that, or at least part of it for, for the parents. You've given us a really good overview of vaccinations in Asia, and it's been really great to understand some of the differences between vaccinations, maybe in Hong Kong and Singapore for expats, those expat parents that are maybe a bit conscious about vaccination schedules for their children and babies. So yeah, thank you very much, Melly. Thank you, Andrea. It was a pleasure uh, to be on the podcast today. Thank you for listening to Aboard With Care. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any health-related topics. Your friends may have the same questions as you, and you can help them out by sharing this episode with them. Do you want to know more regarding health insurance? April International is here for you. Find out more information at asia.april-international.com.